The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Hey guys! It's all going in. Who's the host? Well, it's been Thomas and you. I thought he was in Europe, but he seems to be in New Zealand. Have you seen that? It's a role. This is live. This is live. People like that about podcasts that it's just a normal conversation. It's just a grumpy uncle muttering in the background. Okay, we're going to go. Kanga Kirinara Wati Motoraro Mai Kia, the spin off Superpod 2018. Leonie Hayden, Tene or No Mai, Hayden Mai. Welcome to the spin off 2018 Superpod, where we get as many spin off podcasters as we can find in one room to talk about the year that was and the year that will be. It's a terrible idea that no one asked for for the second year running. <laughs> My name is Leonie Hayden, I'm the editor of the spin off Artia and co host of our feminist podcast on the rag. I'm joined today by my on the rag co-host Alex Casey, who is also pulling double duty for the real pod, the experts on reality TV and real life in Aotearoa. She's with her co-host Duncan Grieve. I'm also joined by Toby Manhire and Annabelle Lee from the Politics Podcast, Gone by Lunchtime. From our newest potty, we've got foodie expert Alice Neville from Dietary Requirements and repping all on his own for the whole entire music industry. It's Henry Oliver (laughs) from Pot on the Couch. Judas. Howdy, everybody. Welcome. (laughs) This is real. real. Um, So we're going to talk about our highlights, our lowlights, and we're going to call some people out for being awesome and not so awesome. Um, I'm going to start with our political pundits, or affront to punditry, as they were just recently described. <laughs> uh, 2017 was a very exciting year. We had a new Labour leader and a lecture. No, let me finish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a new coalition wow. government, a new Prime Minister. Did 2018 match the hype of 2017? You go, Bells. You go. There you go. There you go. Oh, there's so many high The affront to punditry coming at you. Yeah. Come by lunchtime. Um, <laughs> wha- I, I mean, I've been thinking about a little bit reading endless roundups of the political year, and I think there's no getting around it that Jacinda Ardern, uh, who you all probably have 
available in your contacts <laughs> <laughs> on your phone to text. Had, an, had a pretty fucking amazing year. Um, it's kind of, you can't kind of top it, so it's only down from here in a way. Mm. But to have uh, to have led a three-part coalition, in effect, I mean, mm. to have pushed through quite a lot of policy, a lot of working groups, that's true too, to have um, stormed the international stage. Mm-hmm. Um, we possibly overestimate parts of that, but there's no getting around what she achieved, especially in New York in that week. And and to have had a baby as well. Because that started the year, right? She announced yeah. it in January, is that right? Yeah, that's was that in January that happened. January. Yeah, we we, we freaked out in the office. And she pushed out a baby. Like, I mean, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, what yeah. Do you I think, think international attention means locally. What is it? It means we get to feel good for like a whole week, and yeah. then we all go back to hating each other again. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely like I say, I think it's possible to in a small country way to overestimate the importance of that but there's also probably mm. a kind of backlash to that to say no one cares well they kind of do and you know it's it's adding to our international brand armory not only is it hobbits and all blacks and concords it's it's a real thing it's a it's a real thing isn't oh, it it's naive it's naive now it's naive. we're more naive than hobbits now and that has got to be good for yeah. Everyone, doesn't mm. it? <laughs> She's the real, real president mm. of Aotearoa. Um, what do you guys reckon was our political low light for the year? My low the light is also kind of my highlight, which is Jamie Lexit. <laughs> um, probably go down as the all-time greatest um, press conference in the mm. history of the universe. Mm. Mm. So for me, that was probably the most compelling three weeks of, of politics that, you know, it was we've seen for extraordinary. It. It's, it, it really does seem like a fever dream now, you know. It, it does. Just, it just, or a, or a flash flood, yeah. you know. It just happened and it absorbed everything. Um, they were probably even talking about it on the real pod. Yeah. Um, which is available. What is the, the real pod, Toby? I don't think so. I don't think we did. Never heard of it. Really? You didn't ask him to come on? 2019 guest. We're bad. Yeah. We talked a lot about the big cow. <laughs> that was the main political threat. <laughs> but it was reality television, you know. I mean, I, I mean, again, this is a bit of a cliche, I suppose. But you know, politics around the world imitating art and going crazier and beyond parody than it could possibly. That was our taste of it, I think. You know, mm. um, Brexit and Trump, yada yada yada. We had Jamie Lee Ross just kind of explode. Like Vesuvius style into a year, and I don't know. Does it matter, Annabelle? Does it does it have flow on into next year, or did it just pass? I don't know. It depends how much memory his iPhone has to hold <laughs> the conversations he's recorded. Much I guess. IPhone he has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if he has iCloud storage, or I don't know, there's a lot of factors. Who knows? <laughs> we wait with bated breath. Annabelle Lee, an affront to punditry. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, talking of bad reality TV that is Jamie LaRosse's life, uh, RealPod, you Hello. guys have had a busy year via there being just too much reality TV on TV. But also, you guys basically amassed your own army this year. 
Immobilizing. In, in the shape of the cornies, the self-identifying cornies. They're just, they, they're at your beck and call, right? I'm like ready, I was saying this to Don this morning, I'm ready to get a corn emoji tattoo. Oh. That's how passionate <gasps> I am about Do it. Yes. yes. Duncan, can you commit? Well, After having just had one removed. Properly <laughs> 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 removed. Did you? Will not go. Cover Is up. Was it? it too late? <laughs> is it a stamp tramp? Yes. <laughs> it, actually, it actually is. Oh my it god. Actually is. Okay. Um, but well, maybe I, I'd certainly consider it. It's uh, it's time for new regrets. Okay. Yes. Yep. If you regret turning the concept of the real pot, <laughs> by the way, we have a private Facebook group which now has it's got to be close to a thousand, I think. Um, in the real pod corner, who we have called the Cornies, who Cornucopia. Their main job is just sort of taking blurry photos of you know season one bachelorettes. In yeah, public. I don't know if it's even legal. Well, well yeah, a, lot you, of it, a lot of it's not right. Do you talk to them about that? Like, if someone's just taken like a super invasive photo of someone going, aka paparazzi, mm. do you take it down? No. We encourage them. Yeah. It's a private group. Yeah. It's been a couple of Duncan like, on the ferry. <laughs> the oh, yes. On the ferry? Mm. That was uh, not rare. Well, that's poetic. <laughs> no. yeah. um, and so tell me of uh, the hordes of television you guys have watched this year. Let's talk about the best of. Mm. Well, we've actually already done our Best of 2018 podcast coming out January 3rd. Oh. If you are. Oh, we can, we can, we can, yeah. can say as. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just uh, cut and paste that entire podcast into the middle of yeah, this podcast. Yeah. Just, just do that. Well, um, just, give us a, just give us a cheat sheet. I wrote down my, my highlight for the year in general, I think, is TVNZ's embrace of reality TV as a format. You know, mm. at the moment we've had, this is the finale week for Project Runway, Great Kiwi Bake Off and House of Drag. All of which I think have been really, really great in their own ways. So that was my... Oh, and they did, they did Heartbreak Island. They did Heartbreak Island. Which I was is the only <laughs> polarizing. <fan> <laughs> Polarise everyone against it and me for it. Um, and if you could call it reality TV, it's... Casketeers is probably the best local show of the year. Yes. Um, shout out Annabelle. Um, <laughs> Season two announced today. It's coming very January. soon. January mm-hmm. 14. Mm-hmm. Um, Eight o'clock Monday nights. Eight o'clock Monday, Monday nights. Monday nights. Monday nights. Moving up in the world. Yeah. But yeah, did and also the TVNZ stuff felt totally different to MediaWorks, which was very sort of maximalist, three, four nights a week, drama, 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 whereas TVNZ's, for the most part, was quite cute and weird. Mm. And... Um, sort of sane. Yeah, and also, I mean, Bake Off and Project Runway are legacy products, but something like House of Jag, when is this podcast going out? Can I spoil the winner? It's tomorrow. Ooh, that's a good question. When is it going out? <laughs> Tina? She'll know? be right. Fuck, Tina's how much Tina has to Spoil it, spoil it. So the winner of House of Drag, which was um, definitely not a rip-off of Drag Race in any way, shape or form, was Hugo Girl, who is a drag, qu- a drag king. From Wellington, who's not only the first drag king to ever be on a reality show, but the first winner. Props. A trans man being a drag king. And it's just kind of groundbreaking. There's this little show ticking away on TVNZ On Demand, which is like something that people would have never seen before. Mm. And I just hope that it sort of comes back and finds a bigger audience. Is it not on real TV? It's not on real TV. Oh, I didn't know that. I think it might come to real TV. Yeah. sort of... uh, um, they use TVNZ On Demand as a bit of a, like a testing ground for certain things. And, mm. um, it's very rude. It's quite, it's quite a blue show. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's what the late nights are for. Yeah. When you have other TV highlights like spin-off TV, <laughs> put them late at night. <laughs> it's 
Did it not go blue enough? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we no problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> not enough nudity. No, there was plenty of front bums. Front bum in that one episode that my auntie's weaving group refused to discuss it with her. She had encouraged everyone the week before to watch her niece on TV. And then it was the, the oh. nudie episode, and then she was like, what did you think? And they just didn't say a word, and they just on, ignored her, yeah. moved on. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and what about Bake Off? That was our, our first uh, entry into the format. Mm. So good. Very successful, right? Very, I mean, I never watched the international one. I'm embarrassed to admit. I had only watched bits of it. I'm not, like, a super fan, but... I mean, Jihee, our colleague, who is a super fan of the British one, is also just loves the New Zealand one. So I think it um, was a good, you know, example of the genre of the keep staying within the remit. What did you think of um, our judges on Bank of Alice? The judges, they were, well, Sue Fleischel was good. Dean was a bit... You know, I don't know. He wore a lot of chunky cardies. Yeah, you he can't wore a lot argue of with that. Cardies. <laughs> and I think wholesome content. Yeah. So wholesome. You 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 were quite set back to be fair, Alice, when you came second yeah, in the spin off. I was hoping we wouldn't have to relive that. Just out of, um, just out of interest. Obviously. Are you over that now? Is it still it's something? Still, you, think about? you know, it's the wound is still <laughs> yeah. open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, back in the oven for the wound. Three people. Only three entries. Yeah. Judged by Judged Sue. Judged by Sue. And where did you come? Uh, well, there was just a winner, there was um, no, but... Yeah. So know. second equal? Yeah, second You came second. Equal. You came, came second, second in the Great Kiwi Baker yeah. spin-off edition. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. So it sounds fine about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really seems, fi- it seems fine. Mo- moving I enjoyed your cake. Um, Thank you. It was. It was delicious. It was a... That's in my list of I mean, how do you even call it a cake? It was so good. So fancy. <laughs> but um, the real stars of that show were the hosts, Madeline yes. and Hayley. Yes. I think we can all they agree. They were wonderful. Apart yeah. from the commenters on the Facebook. Of which page. I think that was all, the, all the only three people that didn't like them. Yeah. Just like, they're ruining the show. Madeline, Madeline Sami had an amazing year, didn't she? She, she is did. a fucking New Zealand hero. The, yeah. the breaker upper is that was the yeah. <laughs> yeah. time out and, then, and, 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 and again a mum mm. fresh mum <laughs> pretty incredible I reckon yeah. and it sort of took a while I think for her to be um, catapulted into a, to a bigger audience mm. after being brilliant on stage for so many years well 2019 she's going to be in that drama right uh, The Bad Seed where she's playing like Ooh. a, it's like kind of a Scandi noir thing, it's and she's a playing. Show it. It's a Grimshaw right? adaptation. Cool. But here's the crazy thing: shout out to my partner Joe. About two years ago, when we were having that classic conversation about like, oh, why doesn't New Zealand TV make cheap Scandi stuff? And he was like, they just need to get someone like Madeline Sami, who people think of as like a comedy actor for the most part, put her in a serious role. 2019, he manifested his destiny. Wow. wow. So I read that oh, man. Oh, I know. She was quite serious secret. on <laughs> Shortland Street as, what was she, Dr. Someone? She's an ambulance driver, I think. No, she was a doctor. Oh. Pronounced Ambo? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Louisa Wall. Um, was what? she an Ambo driver? That's about, like, that's that's in the 1950s, I think. Do you remember Louisa Wall? 
Was that... You're not talking about the MP? No, I'm talking about... Oh, I'm so confused. Oh, fuck. This is going to turn right off the rails. Cut that, cut this. I just want to wind for one second back to Alice because I would like to know what the very worst food trend of 2018 was. Oh, my God. Worst food trend. Well, freak shakes, as um, Mm. Emily Wrights wrote about, are pretty bad. Just monstrosity boxes? of oh celebration boxes yeah they, that's what a year right for people there. starting their own celebration box yeah, business they've mm. got to be it hasn't the gone well trend. what's it's a celebration box oh you so don't it's, it's going to sound can, good it sounds great <laughs> that sounds Better good day. already <laughs> <laughs> and also when you describe it, it also sounds shit because basically you can buy to send to someone as a gift hold on, box. Hold on. It's beautifully decorated. It's a fucking celebration. She's now making one. Chocolates and lollies and donuts, and it's all arranged so it's very Instagrammable. Yeah, but then there was a million dollars war this year between um, uh, a young entrepreneur who started her own business making and delivering celebration boxes, and then someone who had sort of established herself and had backers and had access to influencers and stuff came along and did the same thing. And kind of eclipsed the smaller business owner, and it started this big online war between supporters of either business. And it became very ugly for something called wow. a celebration box. They're basically mm. what we used to call hampers, aren't they? Can we? Just, <laughs> yeah. And they, and they <laughs> basically <laughs> someone someone bought a hamper, <laughs> tore off the plastic bit, yeah. tipped it into a fucking Didn't cardboard box, yeah. put it on Instagram, yeah. and then charged mm. a shitload of money for it. Yeah. It's the unwrapped Clever. element. Like, yeah. where does the celebration box? It's got to be somewhere near the grazing platter, right? Like, why yes. is it that people want all this loose? That is food? another trend. I was just thinking about the grazing platter, where which is seems to be if you go to like an mm. event. Mm. And it's just all this shit laid out, and it will be like a piece of salami touching a cupcake, touching a. <laughs> no. yes. Oh yes. It's yeah, there's not even a planet. It's, 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 it's my it's dream meal. It's, <laughs> but it's like beautifully laid out yeah. so that so you take photos of it. Yeah. But then there's like smoked chicken. Seconds, <laughs> yeah. And then yes. once 50 hands have touched everything no, on the table. Well, I, I like went to one thing. Just yeah. to the flavour, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I went to one thing and like no one wanted to eat it because you didn't know where to start and then people just like just took like the pistachios or the edge it was kind of weird like yeah there's just like a slab of pate there's never enough cutlery no but you just scrape the pate with your fingers and like (laughs) put it on a cupcake and just smoke chicken cupcake it's like that thing now to to that they do at events where they just pour a whole lot of shit on a massive table and everything spills and you know it's the same that's like getting into the big trends of, I think that's what we've been talking about oh sorry I thought we were talking about celebration box it's a bit like a hamper we already shifted cut that bit cut that bit too I was distracted no cutting but Toby coming in and out of a car so all I can say is we're lucky Toby's even talking into the microphone this year because last year he refused I'm Henry are you, yes. are you gonna miss this? <laughs> so we found Deeply. out this week that Henry is actually leaving us yes. for greener pastures or oh, other pastures. <laughs> and he's gonna be taking up the role as the editor of Metro magazine. Fuck. Thank you. So this is actually gonna be one of our last in a reaction, by the way. from right. Henry about music. It is. Which is the lifeblood of yeah. everything. Um I mean previous this I lost I lost my podcast <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think Spark took that money and 
paid Scotty Stevenson to watch rugby with it or something. <laughs> so I guess, I guess he stole my podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, are you going to mu- miss writing about music? Are you still going to talk about music for Metro? Uh, yeah, I think so, a little bit. Yeah. But not as much. Yeah. Will I miss it? Yeah. you'll have about a thousand other duties good, to perform. Yeah, a lot. But, um... It's a good excuse to like pay attention to things that I just probably wouldn't pay attention to otherwise, you know? Sure. Things that are outside of your like normal listening sphere. You know? Just yeah. What did you what struck you this year as something you were surprised that you would be into? Um I think the Beth's album, which is like one of the best New Zealand albums of the year. Yeah, it's getting props from all over is, the show, right? Hey, it's just so good. But it's also like this kind of like, and they, they talked about it in this interview I did with them as like being like, as them kind of leaning into being like super uncool. It just sounds so different to everything else now. It's like very clean. It's just super melodic. It's super earnest. And it's one of those things where like, it's music that I definitely used to listen to, but haven't listened to yeah. for a long time. And you're like, oh, I didn't know I wanted to listen to this still. And nearly everyone I talk to who loves it, who's my age, you know, 30s, is, has that same reaction. Like, oh, I didn't realise I still want to listen to this music. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally in that camp as well. Whereas, like, like yeah. so many hooks. Exactly. But all recent guitar music has been, like, for the last five, ten years, just, like, taken over by psychedelia. So everything has sort of washes yeah. and effects, and it's all, like, distorted vocals and you can't kind of like and lots of that's like amazing music you know and New Zealand does it super well UMO blah 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 whereas this is just like so upfront, and you can hear every kind of embarrassingly well not embarrassingly but like you can hear every super earnest lyric yeah and it's amazing it's very clean and wholesome was that another hole in the ceiling I was holding the Oh, down when that happened. Yep, that's a great podcast. That's that's right. That's right. That's right. So you do it. We just got very excited about the best for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a and hole in the like, really work that, like, It's so tight. They've practiced those songs so yeah. hard. You know, yeah. like it's not. I love uh, that about it. I mean, they're and they're all like music school kids. You know, like they met playing like jazz standards and stuff together. So I mean, there's that kind of like that's the other thing. It's like there's this level of just like chops you know yeah. which is also something that i'm not usually that interested in you yeah. know but in their case like they use those chops in this way you just like this is amazing does anyone else have a favorite local artist of the year i'm just to put out their minds jess b i think she's had a phenomenal year a phenomenal year but also is, not a surprise for me you know like yeah, that's true. she's gonna be great you know mine is kakano who oh, yeah. um, put out their Te Reo um, Māori album on Māori Language Week and it instantly became yeah. the most downloaded album on iTunes. It was massive. Amazing. It was cool. massive. It's amazing. It's produced by my friend Ani Piki Tuari oh. and it's awesome, beautiful music. So if you get the chance, yeah. Fano, download yeah, it for Christmas. Really good, Mine is Marlon Williams. Oh, Marlon. Marlon. I'm always I'm banned, I'm banned from talking about Marlon Williams. Excuse that noise. It's just because he's a talented artist. Yeah, yeah. A talented artist. Oh, so and have you seen a Star Is Born? I still haven't he's seen a star. it. I know. <laughs> he came into the office once. Ooh. 
And I wasn't here. It's, it's an exciting a good time. Thing. Yeah. One thing I would like to hear from Marlon in 2019 is more singing than Teddy because he does yes. it quite beautifully. Yes. And I know that he wants to, and he called his his upcoming tour the Tūranga Wai Wai tour. So I think Aww. he's nice. Yeah. Mm. And I think he wants to, you know, express that side of himself more. I think one, I mean, thinking about Marlon Williams is that there's been so many good local albums this year. Like, um, in the kind of end of year stuff, like, he's kind of been overlooked a little bit because because it came out so long ago. Yeah, yeah. true. Which I think speaks to just, like, the strength of the music made here this year. Yeah. Can I ask you a really personal question? Oh. <laughs> Please. Yes. Are you Team Drake or Team Kanye? Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm Team Kanye. I just like his music a lot more. I mean, did I, you like his last I, album though? Like it. <laughs> I'm interested in it. <laughs> like it. Do I listen to it? Not really. But that also, I mean, I don't listen to Scorpion either. That that thing's like three hours long, and who's <laughs> the time for that? I mean, I I think I listened to Scorpion the whole way through. Once, maybe. That's really boring. I don't know. And so Kanye, even those really big problems with those records, they're really compelling. <laughs> even those really, like, fucked up way. They're really compelling. Did we actually find out what the beef he was tweeting about, Kanye was tweeting about Drake the other day, was even about? I didn't find I that. think there's a lot of... <laughs> there's it's a lot of facets. away uh, over quite some time. Yeah, I think. But Drake never replied, right? So... He did like a story on Instagram with like laughy faces. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classic. Kim replied though. Oh, did she? Kim said yeah. that it wasn't appropriate for Drake to threaten her family and that her husband's a genius and there wouldn't be a there wouldn't be a Drake without Kanye. That's it. I mean, yeah, Drake like he wins he wins the year in music, even if I didn't really like his record. You know, like he does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just he's he kind of owns music at the moment yeah. just in the way that it works like counterpoint he's clocked screaming basically ariana grande mm. Ooh. i feel like she's had a bigger year than drake huh? <laughs> what Ooh. was that noise that about did she have That's a viral fun. dance challenge i think kind of cult, well, like she, culturally she, she kind of has yeah and like celebrity wise she definitely has i think just music wise like the way that anything drake does like the number of He's, just, he's a business hits. phenomenon. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's ridiculous. Drake like, wins a year for the video for God's Plan alone. Yeah, like, I mean, it's I amazing. Love that like, video. Yeah, like, the video. So like, cool. The way that he knows how videos work in the culture, the way he knows how streaming works, like the way he knows how it's advantageous to release a kind of boring like two-hour album. Like that works. The way that we <laughs> consume music and Econo- economically, yeah, it works. It just works, Ugh, even though it's so boring, boring and like. Though. But I mean, yeah, it's like he's got. If music's like a video game, like oh. he's managed to get yeah. it on, put it sitting on easy, and everyone right. else is working on and like he's normal. Like, <laughs> level it, yeah. feel, it feels like he, he's the, essentially the only person operating in 2018, and everyone else is still in some kind of like two, three years back and trying to. Like they see what he's doing and try and emulate it, but by then, it, by then it's already moved. Yeah. Mm. Like, what's the best ways to video for vi- music videos to work? He does that. What's the best ways for singles to operate? He does that. What's the best way for an album to work? Like, he does that. Yeah. Like, I guess. What's the best way? Like, he, some writer, I can't remember who said, so, you know, props to them, but 
That they basically said that he was like, he's, yeah. he, he's like, a, he's just like a... Um, My person of the year is <laughs> He's like a, he operates so as like a trend, a trend spotter, you know, like, and that's, that's why, like the other amazing thing is that he's not only doing this now, he's been doing it for so long. And part of that is just that way of like, something's happening that you haven't, that, you know, none of us have heard of. And somehow like he's on it, you know, like there's this, you know, he he was doing this like years ago with like Migos. Now it's whoever, you know, like as soon as something's happening in this tiny way, he and his people, like they know if it's going to be cool and he's on a remix. Like he's still doing that. It's just kind of mind blowing. Why don't you like, just marry him already? I actually don't like, I mean, <laughs> I, I did see him play this year. It was really good. You know, like, yeah, that's but, a good show. Um, still don't like the album. He also <laughs> loves Peter Pitt. Can I just say that? He loves yeah. Peter Pitt. 2016. He's probably still eating it in 2018. Yeah, yeah it's real Pod's contribution. To the music. Yeah. That's my music discourse for the end. <laughs> it can also be the food section's contribution. Yeah. Um, now, I want to move on to... I've asked everyone to bring a name to add to the official spin-off New Year's honours list and the official dishonours list. So I'm just going to go around the table here and ask... Everyone, if you could tell me, first of all, who will you be adding to the honours list this year? Oh, shit. Well, maybe I'll fold in or on the rag highlight. Yeah, right. Oh, yes. I forgot about, <laughs> about my own nah, podcast. Should we do that? Yes, well, mine was, we've, we've kind of already done it a bit, but I feel like just looking back this year, planning our on the rag end of year pod, which is coming later today, if you're interested in that. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is the year that just like, so many cool women just infiltrated like mainstream TV. Yeah. You know, like Hilary Barry and Nika. Oh, excuse me. Nika. Um, Hayley, um, you know, Rose winning that Rose, massive Edinburgh yes. Award. Yeah, Alice Sneddon. Alice Sneddon's Bad News, which I think her um, episode with Don Brash is the oh, TV so moment good. of the year. Oh. Yeah. Delectable. And it's just sort of, it's not like a thing anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, when like Funny Girls launched, it was like, oh my God, women in comedy, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And now it's just, even like when we were in the very primitive conversation about the spin off TV, the idea that it was going to be two women hosting felt like a deal. Yeah. But, but by the end of 2018, it's like, can't move for them. Ruined our, <laughs> we ruined our moment Everywhere. in a way. <laughs> Probably gone a bit too far in a way. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring it back yeah, yeah. next year. Yeah. We'll be adding. Yeah. Mean back in yeah. <laughs> any minute now. Please write an essay about that for Harper's Magazine. <laughs> um, so yeah, all of yeah. those people. Yeah. It's been a great year for women in media. Hey? Mm. Um, Anika Moore, I had sort of thought that I might sort of chuck her on my honours list just because, not just because she's in a lot of media, but because she just gets in there and she asks people the most outrageous stuff. Yeah. She's got more, I think, interesting, uh, like showing more interesting sides of our politicians and some of our bigger media people than, than in, any journalist has been able to because people drop the, the PR facade when they're with her. For some reason, I would be more on guard, <laughs> yeah. if I, if anything, if I was being interviewed by Nika. Yeah. But. I find it interesting how people do it. You know, like she's that charming. Yeah. But people know they're going to, like, own themselves, you know, yeah. <laughs> showing up. And yet, she's just so electric, you just have to be in a room with her. Yeah. And that week that she was, where it was like a full seven or five five nights of her and Hillary, it's the only time I watched Seven Sharp this year. It was the only time? <laughs> and it was great. It was very good. 
But I mean, you say it's no thing, but they still got lots of complaints from annoying people oh, yeah. about having two women hosting Seven Sharp and mm. all the tattoos. And I mean, it, it was both gendered and slightly racial as well, right? Because yeah. like she was getting comments about how tattoos made her look like a thug and like she'd been in prison. And it's like. She actually mm. had been in prison because she made songs from the inside, <laughs> so <laughs> she may have got some issues. She actually would. I could imagine they could get in a stick and poke while she was in there, just just because. <laughs> yeah. New sitcom idea. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. But I think them like directly addressing that also just live on Seven Sharp is kind of incredible. Yeah, Seven Sharp became very self-aware this year, mm. which was cool, but also kind of encroached on the spin-off. I think that's the <laughs> Alastair Wilkinson <laughs> influence, kind of isn't it? Because Alastair Wilkinson is the new um, the new producer over there, and I think he's pretty woke, so yes. that's probably why. That's good. More woke people in management positions, I reckon. Yes, please. Mm. Um, so official honours list, Alex Casey? Well, I've sort of written silly ones. Maybe it's I want to put like eat lit food. Yes, on the yes. Mm. that's a good one. I had him down as an option mm. for mine. No, Ooh. but you say him because then I can do my other one. Good. Well, just so uh, you know, I feel like he's the influencer bubble, but also food and yeah. celebration box. He's managed to sort of infiltrate all these other sort of hot topics of the year. He's a Calls great follower. Calls out racism. Gets into public spats, which then get reported on. Yeah, I just feel like he's awesome. Yeah, is he the most ethical influencer? There was that great post where he was just like, um, I think I sent it to the food too. Yeah. Um, where he was talking to what's his name, um, that chef. And Josh Emmett? Jo- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was just like, hey, I met him, he's cool. And then he like tagged him in it. And he was like, but your other restaurant's still shit. And yeah. Like, yeah. So cool. Like, completely. He was like, just don't do that. He basically yeah. said, I still think you're super hot, but Madame Wu is a terrible restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he tags, that's the thing I like about him as well. Everyone he talks shit about, he tags them in the post. For sure. Yeah. It's, well, it's to their face, yeah. and so far as being on Instagram can be to someone's face. But um, he reviewed a dish I made, and he that gave was, it must 8 be out of 10. Low yeah. A dish you made? Yeah, and um, I had told a friend of mine, like, I went to this, this potluck dinner. And he was there, and the next day I told a friend of mine, I was like, hey, who follows him, and I know really likes him. It's like, oh, that guy was at this dinner, and he ate, he ate this dish I made. She was like, if you get anything less than 11, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it came out later day, and it was eight. <gasps> eight. Oh, it's very good. It read like fame praise. It was patronised. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah, this was good. So you get slammed like the cheesecake. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you tell us what you made, Henry? Uh, <laughs> it was it was a, a a yogurt marinated roast chicken. Oh, that sounds delicious. Really, um, he pretty much said it was good, but his so only criticism was the chicken was a bit dry. Am I the only one that didn't know that Henry got reviewed oh, was, by Eat Lip Maybe you were away or something. It's a story. It's crazy. Imagine rocking up to that and eat little foods there. I would leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get a celebration box. You have another day. I mean, I did have to make it in advance and then like transport it in a zoomie to, you know, like yeah. it wasn't like fresh oh, from the oven, you know? You want to recount? <laughs> Do it fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me another chance of it. Um, Duncan, your honours list, please. Um, I'm like totally going back to something I said earlier, but um, my, my, my uh, honours list is uh, Francis Tippinet. 
Yes, we are. Oh, wow. Because I feel like it's been a year, I mean, it's been a few years, but particularly, but but it's been a year of bad, like, toxically masculine dudes. And I thought that the way that Francis was on the Cascateers, this, like, beautifully groomed, very gentle, fussing, um, boss, manager, husband, like, the, that vision of... Uh, a New Zealand man that we saw on screen and how confident he was in that um, and his leaf blowing and, and just, just <laughs> the way that he inhabited his own skin was just like, it was felt like inspirational to me. It felt actually quite radical and I was like, this is a special human and the fact that hundreds of thousands of people are seeing this, this man and the way that he is in the world, I was like, that's that's something we could all like learn from and aspire to and for PM and between before you know between Neve or whatever Uncle Duncan you're June. making me tear up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful trip he is those things yeah. very cool that's very nice you'll love that uh, I wrote some silly ones too like Nando's cheesy bread which I've this year <laughs> That deserves a place on the yes. other list. That stuff is delicious. But my actual one is going to be Monique Fiesel. Yes. Who's had a huge year um, opening her restaurant Hiakai in Wellington, which is the first sort of proper Ooh. Maori restaurant that we've ever had, really, properly. Um, and apparently is amazing. And being on The Final Table, that massive Netflix show. She was robbed. She was robbed. <laughs> Well, that just answers that question. Can I, can I, oh, I, mean, I, I don't know the winner, but I did yeah. know that she had one. Yeah. I mean, it has been out for months. Uh. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Can I strongly endorse uh, Alex's, uh, sorry, Alice's profile of her? Um, if you haven't read it, uh, read it, because yes. it's a spectacular piece of writing, and it really Thanks, like, it engages deeply with, with her and why she's, she's special and, and sort yeah. of making a new you know yeah and just kind of trailblazing mm. and just in the culture of chefs yeah famous chefs they're so macho and white and boring and she's just this young maori Samoan woman who's like totally feminist and like calls out bullshit sexism all the time and is just awesome and she forages um, and she hunts she forages she hunts she's very hands-on she's very hands-on I really yep. like her do you know one thing I actually really admire about her is a, a few years ago she was doing a hiakai pop-up in Auckland yeah and um one of my writers had organized for me to go to one of the sit-ins and there was only six people at a time I was when I was editor of Mana magazine and um the communication had gotten all wrong and I got basically the wrong date to go so I missed my sitting mm. and Monique pulled this massively boss move on me and said you still have to pay for it and instead of being mad about it, I was just nothing but impressed by someone who says, Don't, like a member of the media who could get mad and like mm. write something and was just like, no, I, I lost out. You have yeah. to pay me for it. So I paid yeah. $120 it's quite expensive. for an amazing wow. meal that I didn't eat. <laughs> and I still came out of it going, yeah, 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 yeah. delicious. Yeah. She, was, yeah. she was such a good representation of this country on... That show, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, there was an amazing sort of. Wow, this happened many times during her tenure, but they they surprised them generally with an ingredient or something like you've got a you know you've got to cook a meal starring like an onion, 
And there's this really like American thing where like you just all the Americans kind of (laughs) their shoulders (laughs) kind of go back and they they go like yes you know like and there's a real like this there's a real New Zealand reaction where she just looked shit fucking terrified like oh my god which is the complete natural reaction to that situation like Mm. that is what you should do like you have an hour to make like the super important dish yeah Mm. it's terrifying and everyone else is just like no I got this and she's just like holy shit (laughs) and it was amazing and it was so like natural and kind of honest and from here. I actually yeah. did that last night and it only took me about 15 minutes. Oh, I don't want to throw shade, but Season two. it was an onion <laughs> yeah. and, Sign up. and a sausage and it's pretty good. <laughs> it was the sausage the star or the onion? Yeah. And, and a Seriously. bread, like in a Bunnings. Was it a bread? Oh, that's a 2018 something. Here's the secret little tip for it though, if you right. really want it to sing. Tomato sauce. Oh! Huge call. Mustard or no mustard? Right there. No mustard. No mustard. Not savages. Metro, lady, dad. Metro is a heavy element. Can I have your entry to the 2018 honours list, please? I mean, this is also a throwback to what I was talking about earlier, but I'm going to give you two people as a kind of pair. Which is um, Elizabeth Stokes, Liz Stokes, who's the singer songwriter of the Beths, and Chelsea Jade Metcalf, mm. who writes and performs as Chelsea Jade. Massive year. Both made like two of like the best albums of the year. Amazing songwriting, amazing like singing, great lyrics. But the thing that ties them together is that they're like high school best friends. Oh. <laughs> And they used to be in this band like um, 10 years ago called the Teacups. Oh my god, I she was in as well. And so, as like 15, 16 year olds, they had this kind of like twee indie band. And then. Very twee. Oh my god. (laughs) Arguably too twee. Yeah. All lowercase all the time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Probably written on a typewriter. Um, And then 10 years later, like they've both made basically within months of each other. Like these kind of incredible albums um, that I think if you listen to that with that in mind, like there's this, there's this kind of like thematic links. Um, amazing. And yeah. just a cool. That's a great story. And they're still Ooh. like best buds, I think. Yeah, you know? It's amazing. Oh, heartwarming. Heartwarming. <laughs> what school did they Friends. go in? I'm not from Christ I don't know what school, actually. But. And I don't think I don't think Liz had written like after that band. I don't think I think she'd stopped writing songs until the best, and then. Really? Yeah. Just took time to reflect. So, I'm going to put them on the honors board together. It. You know. I love it's it. Beautiful. Get out the gold pen on the wood, whatever that mm-hmm. thing is. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Tobias Manhire. <laughs> 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 you been paying the ready? Are you ready? What have you been drawing? We've got three different ghouls there. Like, yeah. Um. This is probably self-indulgent, and I don't know if it's allowed. Are you going to say yourself? <laughs> Not you, Toby. No, but my honours board is Leonie Hayden and Alex Casey, Aww. who were just. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Oh. Don't make me sick. <laughs> Another star is born. Uh, who, who, who fronted spin-off TV and were just so funny and smart and fearless every week, mm-hmm. and were kind of 
lifted us all up, I think. So that's a little bit sentimental and self-indulgent, but true. They true. were absolutely yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Right. Plus They're one amazing. that if we were on Slack. <laughs> <laughs> now who's your real one? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's been a great year for Jacinda Ardern. <laughs> Oh, that's very sweet. Mm. I feel hot in the face. <laughs> it's very hot in you. Annabelle. Yes. Please tell me who you put on the honours list. Can I have? Can I have three? Yes. But I'll do three really quick ones. Yep. Um, I want to do first and foremost Mike King. Um, I had the pleasure of um, recording him presenting a talk to the kids at Whanganui City College. And as someone who has friends and whānau members who have mental health struggles from time to time, it was probably the most compelling hour and a half in my life. And just seeing the way he connects with our rangatahi, both Pākehā and Māori, is truly amazing. And I just wish that all New Zealanders could get the opportunity to watch what he does because um, and he, he doesn't go around talking about suicide, he just talks about life and how sometimes life is shit and mm. sometimes life is great and when it's great as a community we have a responsibility to lift up the others who aren't feeling so good and vice versa and he talks about um, the worst thing in terms of mental health isn't depression or any of those things, before any of that stuff happens, it's the inner critic, the overactive inner critic and how incredibly damaging and awful that can be and how giving kids the tools to manage it. So Mike King, first and foremost, make sure you donate to his um, his tour of hope co-papa if you can. Secondly, AAAP, Auckland Action Against Poverty. Love those guys. They're amazing and they do God's work every day. And last but not least, from about nine o'clock in the morning on a Friday, I start hyperventilating with excitement because just around the corner, Coco's Cantina <gasps> does the meanest new Friday yes. lunchtime special. Oh, they used to not open until five, the tray lunch. It used to not open until five, which was torture for me because I work around the corner and every day I was great. <laughs> It is. I I agree. It, yeah, and it's like you. I went when I was hungover, and it was just perfect because there's so much food. Like you get, and if you can choose three things, and if you don't want the dessert, you can get like three pastas. Yeah, and it's thirty dollars, and just eat. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so so good, and it just makes me smile and get overexcited and a bit hyperventilated and teary when I think of it. So shout out to the Coco Systems. Yeah, they're awesome. Mm. Yeah, they are really great. I'm adding all of those to this. Um, I'm going to add mine, and I have even more than three. (laughs) (laughs) But they're all part of the same group. So this year I uh, did an event as part of uh, suffrage. I chaired Talk It To Papa um, about, it was um, Māori women talking about Māori women that had inspired them. But the event ended up being sort of more than the sum of its parts, and um, we found out recently that a book has been commissioned that has come out of it and it was just all around one of those weekends that like leaves a mark um and so the woman that i shared that stage with was melissa matutina williams aroha harris paul wykens helen brown emma frost and matariki williams and they are all women who work sort of in the um history or curation sort of areas and um the the just sort of the manawahinetanga that everyone displayed that weekend was just like really strong and 
obviously I'm all about that because it's all I talk about, but <laughs> it was just one of those weekends that really sort of cemented that it is a movement and there is support and there is a network and these women just work tirelessly at sort of living, living that manawahina tanga and I just loved it. So they are all and more. I might actually just chuck Dr. Leonie Pihama in there as well because she's Ooh, just sort yeah. of the, the moral compass for mm-hmm. those of us Māori women sort of living and working online who are just sort of like, now what do I think about this thing? Dr. Leonie, <laughs> <laughs> she, she steers the way, you know. She does, she does, she does. <laughs> She's so smart. She's like the guardian, like, angel kaitiaki That's for right. Maori women on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> really hey, that was really heartwarming. Um, oh, let's was. just be really snarky then and go in the opposite direction. Let's talk Dishonest about the The oh, worst. I'm going to get mine out of the way right now. It's Sir Bob Jones. Yeah. This is not really a surprise to anyone. Oh my god, I'd forgotten about him. <laughs> I know. Already I mean, on the board. That yeah. happened <laughs> this year. He's the top of my designers list, both for the original NBA article that he wrote about yeah. Māori Appreciation Day and for taking defamation proceedings against uh, Renee Maihi for trying to say you shouldn't have a night. That, that went quiet. Didn't mm. it? That's all yeah. quiet because I think he. I don't know. Don't I don't know. But with all but the stuff going through the court, I'm just not sure if it would be a priority, would it? You know, I wouldn't have thought so. I don't know if I the court would be bored. like, yes, let's get on to this yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. They're all clogged up with Jordan Williams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Slapping each yeah. other. Um, Alex? Uh, well, I have a lot. I, I mean, I kind of wanted to touch on, I actually don't. <laughs> my lo- no, my lowlights from the OTR. I just wanted to give a shout out to fans of the last Superpod. Well, remember, I think we spent a lot of time talking about the rise of the Me Too movement. Yes. Massive in, in 2017. I said, I reckon Louis C.K. will be back on stage within the year. And you poo pooed mm. it and said, no way, he's done. It took till August wow. for him to get back on stage. So just as a little barometer, I feel yeah. like that's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's nothing that's to do with anything. I'm amazed just, that you went back and listened to last year's Superpod. I just remembered it. I oh, remembered okay. it. I remembered it because I was like, I'll show thing. you all. It's a horrible hill to die on. Completely right about it. But I just wanted to uh, give that a shout out. <laughs> Props to the writer. Um, shout out to self but also I feel like in terms of the way that Me Too kind of I guess went on an interesting journey in 2018 was you remember the pop-up globe (laughs) and the man in the cheese cutter who said he was going to tackle Me Too with his all-male cast of Taming of the Shrew that for me isn't really a highlight or a lowlight or anything it's just funny (laughs) <laughs> it's just really funny like if I could imagine the guy that would do that he looks exactly like what that guy looks like <laughs> and he's definitely got a cheese cutter on there was a cheese cutter involved that's right oh, man. and just who would have thought like I mean I think that's a worthy low light <laughs> It's kind of a highlight, though, as well. <laughs> it's one of those complicated things. Like, when I don't think it's necessarily, like, dangerous or yeah. anything. It's just a ridiculous extension of something that has almost nothing to do yeah. with that guy True. in a cheese cutter. Um, That's a lot. Which leads me to my actual dishonest list, which is the new roses. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know if they changed in 2018, but 2018 is when I noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Did they change or did you change? (laughs) No, they changed and that story went huge. 
did it. Did yeah. we break that story? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we didn't, but did we kind of owned Absolutely it. Absolutely not. But, but <laughs> we'll <laughs> we picked it up <laughs> within <laughs> at least a month. <laughs> <laughs> The peppermint cream was the big disgrace. That was that was one of the finest. I'm sorry. Of all time. Oh. Has someone changed the roses? Oh, Get ready. Totally oh They're totally different. They're not in a twisty wrap anymore. They're in like a favorite style oh, tear. What the fuck? Barbaric. Which I think Alex. <laughs> all your favorite flavors are gone. Strawberry cream oh, okay. gone. Yeah. Peppermint cream is now peppermint crunch. No. What's mm. got? Oh, it's no. delicious. What do you mean oh. peppermint crunch? No, 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 they were like getting loose with the. Uh, you no, know, they the, fucking no, weren't. When did anyone That's ever what open Big Rose has said to me? Liars. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> <for> <laughs> Halloween. Like, lies. Kids now at Halloween have to get like sealed candies and stuff. Yeah. True. Put a needle in Healthy that. <laughs> hey, that's another thing of 2018. <laughs> we have a our Christmas party is later this week, and um, Simon Pound was in the office the other day. Who happens to be uh, married to one of New Zealand's leading fashion designers? And he said they were considering going coming as a strawberry and a needle. Oh, you <laughs> ruined my costume. No. Yeah. Oh no, that was Alice's costume idea. Oh, it's going to be a surprise. You still have to do it. I wanted it. I know. Well, I bought the felt and everything. Oh. Were you going to do the needle? I am How doing. Are you going to impale yourself? Uh, well, tomorrow. She's that dedicated. I'm going round to my sister's house and we're going to figure it out. She's got a sewing machine. I, bought I thought you meant she was going to like. I mean, yes. To make it really work, the, the needle a, has to be disguised and you have to wait till someone bites you and okay. gets <laughs> <laughs> you. Or you a little reveal, like, yeah. flap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, like, one rich end sticking out. I've got, it'll, it'll be just, it's not a, well, just don't tell anyone out there. Okay. And then yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no one's going to listen to this, so you'll be all right. Be fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, the roses. The roses. Horrible. Yeah. My childhood is ruined. Terrible. And I mean that genuinely this yeah. time. <laughs> Duncan. Um, so... Surely you have lots of people to add to a dishonest list. Oh, I actually found this hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is it such a positive? No. Glass <laughs> no, um, I, I Well, just... I've, I've been trying to just be free of um, <laughs> all the malignancies sure. of winter. And, um, but I just went back for one. Yeah. Uh, who I, he's probably made it last year. He probably makes it every year. Um, who's a vexatious litigant? Um, so hopefully he's not listening this deep, and none of his accomplices are uh, neither. Um, and your honest opinion? Yeah, my honest opinion. Is he sucks. the one who? He's <laughs> no. That's <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. Which one is he? He is. Uh, uh, and he basically, I just went through and the, like. The we don't know who funds it, but we can. Sh- I, I want to believe that they have honourable intentions, that they dislike government waste because they want people to control their money. I, I want to believe that. Um, what I can't believe is that that person, because I don't think it's persons, I don't think it's a, a grassroots movement funded by a lot of old diggers who are mad as hell. I think it's just one very rich, crotchety old man Potentially with a <laughs> who basically allegedly. just is, is yeah, allegedly and in my honest opinion, um, who seemingly we're going to break down the super <laughs> Who basically like like uh, and this person also has honourable intentions, but they're manifested in this grotty little shit. 
who has basically got a vendetta against our little scrappy website. And he put out like 15 fucking press releases this year about various things the spin-off did. did. And it's like, yeah. why are you so obsessed with us? It's, we're fucking Mariah and you're skulky weird Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off in 2019. And find some new. He totally listens to Eminem. Well, no, oh my god, he will go toe to toe with anyone who says that Eminem was not the best lyricist in the world for a full decade. He knows all the words to the like 2014 album. Stan, I still cry when I listen to Stan. He's in a party right now. I'm playing the part of. But the rap is a legitimate art form, man. If you had, one. Oh my god. Kneesweek, Mon Spaghetti, fuck off. Alice, who are you checking in oh, the Oh man, I had so many on my list as well, including two of my colleagues. But <laughs> one was you, Duncan. Name. Shit. I only added oh, it. No. Oh my god. Uh, I just added it for uh, you hate um, cheesels and twisties. What? Yeah, good call. <laughs> and the other one was Simon for hating scones, but that's not. In the grand scheme of things, I guess, not that important. Uh, yeah, Cadbury for closing the factory and for doing things like changing roses. Wow, mm. this is a, a cool. very heavy but, I mean, I don't know. You can just vote, choose one of these. Maybe what we should do is uh, restaurants doing, like, racist menus and names and stuff. Like, just yes. stop doing that. Oh, yeah. Just stop. Restaurants with like racist names. Like, bamboozle in Christchurch doing things like, you know, on their menu, like, Cherry garlic dumplings, you know, like it's just not. Just stop. Just stop. That's so bad. While we're at it, everyone stop with the blackface as well. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah. Who would have thought? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. The Can I just say that everyone that thinks that blackface is okay are the same people that hate Maori Center? That yeah. is the irony. Yeah. Agreed. That is true. Uh, so we've got Cadbury restaurants with racist names yeah. and menus, Duncan wanna, and Simon Day. <laughs> if we want a serious <laughs> one, <laughs> we could do five-star beef for the feedlot scandal. Oh. And Federated Farmers for um, blaming it all on um, vegans. <laughs> vegans' fault for everything, apparently. Okay. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. Jordan Peterson for that fucking beef diet that nearly killed our mad. It sounds mm. delicious though. Mm. Uh, I can we in high quality of, steaks. But maybe just choose one, any of them. I, I want to just dive on into your list. And, and remember, like one of the coolest news stories of the year was when that New Zealand first MP went insane and accused oh, New yes, Zealand of being traitors. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, to go burger in business class on a single <laughs> route. Yes. Which is how many he's that had in his great. life. Um, that was fun. That was great. That, that was, was a such a cool news story. Yeah. Shush, what a moment. Good. I was very proud of us at that moment. Yeah, so that guy could go on that list. Okay. <laughs> um, Whatever his name was. I'm going to. It's just a class of. Um, people and, and, and wow. hear me out because I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. It's white people. And I'm going to name them all. Super fans. Oh, okay. 2018 yeah. is the year that fandom has this really turned like toxic. <laughs> wow. Speaking particularly about music here, like, you know, it used to be like you had like Swifties and Directioners and it was kind of cute, you know, like it's quite cool how they all got together and they yeah. found meaning in the stuff. This year, on like, you know, particularly on social media, it's just become crazy. Like, 
Okay, great example. This guy, this rapper, Mac Miller, died. Oh, very unfortunate. Yeah. Drug overdose. Mm. Very sad. Used to go out with Ariana Grande. And then after he dies, you've got, like, his fans going, like, you killed him. To Ariana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Tough. like, you're capitalizing on his death. And then you've got her fans going, like, no, he was, like, just a sort of useless drug addict. It's all brutal, like, and just, I mean, just in the last couple of, like, few days, um, Mm -hmm. Cardi B has kind of come out and told her fans, like, well, you got to calm it down. Uh, Yeah. Don't talk shit about her baby daddy, because he's still her baby daddy no matter what. Exactly. Even, like, um, and this is on, like, a really low level, but, like, Mitski, who's, like, a great kind of, like, high-level indie success rate you know is having to like tell her fans to like whoa back off some you know like when people criticize me you don't have to like go at them like it's just kind of like made this thing that was really fun like yeah way not fun and then you just see like you just see how it's not a jump like become it being a huge fan of like an artist it's not that big a jump to just all these like way worse, <laughs> way worse things that are going yeah. on in the culture at the moment, mm. and I don't know. It just seems like well, if you like, I mean, if you like Ariana Grande, like, sure, you might like her the best, but maybe you think Lady Gaga's okay too. You know, like yeah. it's like, mm. like it's just weird. Like, like you weird. can love the music, but you don't have to be a hater potato about yeah. it. Yeah. On a side note, one of the real fun kind of aspects is, and this is just like finding like a little silver lining, is that in the kind of like dataization of the world, it's fun to watch all these like super fans go at each other with like different data points and be like, wow, Lady Gaga had the most singles in the top 10 from this date to this date. And then they all come back and go like, wow, Aranda Grande. Like they go down to these like (laughs) crazy, like minute facts. And of course there's a million facts out there, but that's kind of funny. But in general, like super fans, just just become fans. That's also played out. I've seen it in the uh, YouTuber beauty community this year there was huge bust-ups between um you know you do there's one sort of troublesome tweet or the fans immediately pile on and go back to 2014 and wrench out i mean that's happened you know the the um marvel director where they found just like just people kind of trawling through and ruining korea like yeah the jeffree star laura lee manny mua that was like but it was also like quite cool to watch <laughs> <laughs> I'll just shout out there's a, we still have our popcorn out <laughs> yeah I have my yeah. popcorn I was loving it but it was also quite incredible we've got there's an exciting a, oh, announcement oh, 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 oh my god Simon Day Simon Day Simon Day, Day. Yeah, yeah, right. a late entry <laughs> to the Superfly 2018 uh, dietary requirements <laughs> co-host <laughs> Simon Day has entered it's yeah. almost originally like originally he wasn't able to make it because he had a meeting say hi Simon I have many beers it's How was the like meeting, the, uh, was the meeting uh, Cheese? Yeah. Oh, it was very good. Uh, 1972, brought to you by our sponsors, Barkers, uh, <laughs> has been held up due to printing, but is now in stores. So check it out when you do your Christmas <laughs> shopping. He's holding a wizard staff with beer, right, right. <laughs> just for the visuals. Um, did you bring you copies to the office? They, oh, they haven't arrived at the um, headquarters yet, only in stores. Do you mind if we talk yeah. about this later? <laughs> <laughs> we can podcast listeners pick up a copy of 1972 magazine, Simon. 
Your VIP will arrive in the mail, Toby, but otherwise, <laughs> when you're getting your dad some socks, uh, you can check oh. it out in stores. Take it home. Uh, some really, really beautiful writing in there about ambergris. Uh, ambergris. That's what I thought. A story was. about that's, John Kerwin. That's well stopped. Who wrote that? I wrote that. It was really good. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who cut it down to length? Oh! oh. <laughs> What a hate of potatoes. This has taken exactly the turn I thought it would. I've got 4,500 words on Splore and my bum falling out. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, saw Dom earlier who had the task of cutting that down and he looked like he had serious PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> well, Simon, you're just in time. Um, before I get to Toby, I'll let you um, contribute your... Uh, entry to this year's New Year's dis- Dishonours list. You're already on it for your, for your scone hatred. Yeah, Alice added you because Ooh, you hate scones. Fuck scones. <laughs> um, <laughs> the worst part of colonisation. Not quite true, but they're a bad part. The Dishonours list, and this is an endorsement of Carrie anns beautiful piece of writing on the spinoff.co.nz, is cafes... And increasingly retail stores without prices on their things. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Very annoying. I'm going to add bars to that. Yes. Oh, so you I order would, a cocktail and it's like $47. Oh, yeah. can I do one? Bars where they come up to you and they're wearing a fucking bow tie and they're like, what are you feeling like today? <laughs> Counterpoint, I love that. I love that. You can tell you them anything. The you can offload for as long as you want and they have to listen. Well, my mother. <laughs> yeah. So I, I said to her. like it when a bartender matches a drink to my mood and nice. my taste. Because then they sometimes they know you better than True, you know it's yourself. It's a real skill. Mostly well. they're wearing a bow tie. <laughs> I'm fine with it as well. But shops without yeah, prices. They have a bow tied one. They should get fucked in 2019. I, I'm going to boycott. Oh god. Toby, let's get through. <laughs> it's dishonest list. Oh, no, mine's quite druggles after all that. Um, but um, uh, I think David Cameron is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. It's taking too long for you. It's not funny. An affront to punditry, gone by lunchtime, (laughs) available on all podcast channels. David Cameron used to be the Prime Minister of um, uh, Britain, (laughs) and he, in order to placate his backbenchers, promised a referendum on uh, exit from Europe, which was always a terrible idea. He never supported it whole bunch of his um, senior MPs in order to further <laughs> oh my god Simon, no, Simon Day. in order to further their careers pretended to support this in order to get popular support and now there's a Prime Minister Theresa May in the UK who doesn't support it either was opposed to it and is now having to defend it and basically the whole fucking country is atrophying and it's fucked and it's like a small thing in a way but it also shows that when you make if you're a politician in a position like that, it really matters because there are lots of people like ordinary lives downstream that are being hugely affected by this catastrophic, catastrophic thing that is happening to a country. And um, so David Cameron can get in the ocean. But wasn't it worth it to, like, for all the exit things? Like Duncan might have to leave soon and we can say Dunk exit. Like for that, was that, <laughs> was that not? Uh, well, I think so it was. You don't live there anymore, Toby. Why do you care? 
Just, you can tobex it. I'm just trying to. Oh, shit. Sorry. There's a little bit of kind of gravitas to this whole divorced affair. I want to endorse Toby. I thought that was a good thing. Okay. So did I. Okay, so <laughs> political pundit Toby Manhart. It's if, a bit serious. If you had to, let's say you're on a podcast and you were the political, one of the political experts on the podcast and someone asked you, Toby, what do you think is going to happen with Brexit? What's your answer to that question? I think. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I haven't the foggiest, like basically, and, of and, 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 but but I think it's going to continue to um, atrophy. It's going to continue to be painful, and it's going to be drawn out for a long time. And there will end up being a second refer- referendum, um, probably not next year, but the year after, and uh, the government will change. Everything will fall apart. I don't know. I don't see a way of it getting better. That second referendum. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If that's, yeah. Mm. What does this whole thing say about the pointlessness of referendums, though? It's what about the referendum, though? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who coined that? <laughs> I guess what I mean is that I don't think that should. Uh, like, I kind of think it was a, it was uh, an expedient political so- solution to a problem, and so yeah. I'm not against referendums per se. I think that's okay, um, but. I think that when you're doing it in such an expedient and self-serving, desperate fashion, it's really important. Sorry, that's my food. Time to go. Tom exit. Tom exit. Tom exit. Annabelle. I'm going to put myself on first because last year... When we did the super pod, I misheard something that Michelle Arcourt said, and then I ended up disagreeing with her over something she said about Me Too. And when I went back and listened to the pod, I was like, oh, my God, you fucking misheard her. You're such a dick. And I uppercutted myself, and then I, like, fucking had bad sleeps for, like, three weeks. And then I saw her, and we had cuddles when you were making... Um, spin-off TV and it was way better and I do it to Ben all the time I think what it is is I'm putting myself on the dishonours list for being a bad listener because I've got five kids <laughs> and I've learned to tune them out which, Shout out to Michelle and I call so, it Ben Thomas who aren't here but we yeah, and so I'm like l- trying to relearn how to like listen to what the other humans <laughs> say instead of like shutting them down so there's me first and foremost also if you heard me before when we were talking about the real pod and I go to Toby, who's there? That's because Duncan said at the start, we're going to throw shade at each other's pods and then no one did and now everyone hates me. <laughs> everyone hates me for talking shit. The cornies are coming after me. Yeah, they will. They will. But besides from there, can I at just... Louis Hopper on Twitter. <laughs> Louis Hopper on Twitter. Acquired that self-credit. Can I just say that whoever invented the phrase mood of the boardroom and everyone who participates in mood of the boardroom, I fucking hate you. I hate that a bunch of faceless, nameless assholes get to hold our country to like emotional and fiscal and economic ransom. And I'm I'm ready for fucking mood of the winds office or or fucking mood of Oranga Tamariki. So mood of the marae. Mood of the marae. Can we have a little bit of that, please? So. That's all. That's all my hater potato. I've never heard the same before. It's a boardroom. It's a big thing that they do on the Herald. They're always doing like surveys, mood of the boardroom. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks everyone. We're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, you've been listening to the 2018 
Super pod. Um, if you are looking for an escape on Christmas Day, the real pod are releasing a very special Christmas episode with a very special Christmas guest. Amazing. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Um, go to the podcast <laughs> page <laughs> on thespinoff.co.nz to listen to all of us and discover any gems you might not yet know about, including those podcasts that couldn't be here today because I gave them no notice at all. <laughs> our books podcast, Paper Cuts, our weekly business profile, Business is Boring, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Water Deep Mountain High, and all of our podcasts are available on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever the bloody things are usually found. A massive shout out for today and for the entire year to Tina Tiller for producing. <laughs> and for Alice Webladell, our uh, podcast producer that came up before her. They both have done oh, amazing work for us this year and we appreciate them so much. The only way to keep Tina quiet is give her a set of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> So many kirihimitu, mete toho, thanks for listening and we will see you all in 2019. Bye. Kia ora e te iwi, te ai he butler here, podcast manager at the spin-off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.